Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the Star Wars podcast where we see new movies. The brand spanking new, so shiny, so fresh, so hot, so spice. We see those brand new movies. We bring those very hot, spicy impressions to you, the listeners, via the airwaves. A wave that you can't surf, but you can listen to. Uh, my name is Robbie Anderson. I'm the host today for this episode of Hot Takes. Before we get into what movies we're talking about, just so you guys know, we're not the only podcast on Story Screen. StoryScreenBeacon.com is a host of many podcasts, articles, and reviews. So when you're done here, head over there, check out all the shit that we make, and then uh, listen to this episode again, because maybe we'll get double double the points. We get points <laughs> when you listen, so you know. And what do those points get us? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm Robbie. Fuck yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm joined by Diana DiMiuro. How are you? Hello. How are you doing, D? That was a good uh, Italiano. Italiano. <laughs> hey, in America, you're annoying. Yeah. <laughs> That's a spice of meatball. Yeah. Nice. Well, D, uh, I'm excited to have you here as... Um, Story Screen's Marvel expert, I would say. You've done a lot of Marvel <laughs> podcasts. I think you've been on almost every single one I, we've done, I barring a few. I definitely don't think I'm an expert, but yeah. Your Story cool. Screen's expert, that's the thing. So I'm, a, I'm enthusiastic. Yeah. Uh, you like them. I like, I like to go watch them. There you I go. Guess. Yeah. We, but we'll I, take that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's good enough. <laughs> We're here to talk about Adequate. Thor, Love and Thunder. The newest Thor entry. The newest Taika Waititi movie. Um, yeah. This time you get two Thors for the price of one, which is cool. Mm. Uh, but yeah, D. So, you know, Ragnarok, tough act to follow. But what's your hot take on Thor Love and Thunder? Uh, I really enjoyed. I I would still say that in the grand scheme of things, I may have liked Ragnarok more. But we can get into why in a bit. And that might be more character driven. And uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. This was a sweet, sweet, sweet one. It was mm-hmm. a lovey dovey one. And uh, I feel like there was room for the romance in the Marvel because there's not usually or I feel like romance in general in Marvel is not usually done very well. So I think this was kind of nice. But uh, yeah, it didn't really have a huge impact overall in the universe so some people might have beef with that but i think that's kind of fun too mm-hmm. and uh i love taika watiti so i do enjoy i wouldn't say this is my favorite film of his but it's still a fun time and good tunes and good spectacle so it's definitely worth seeing on the big screen so i would say i recommend for the theater going experience yeah more peeps the merrier i think i think a big audience makes it more fun yeah, having people to laugh with, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, D, I think I'm like pretty aligned with you as well. Uh, yeah. You know, Ragnarok is like, it's a really cool movie. And, you know, I think it, it came out at a time that people weren't sure if they were sold on like the Thor movies. Yeah. So it kind of like, totally. it felt like a victory lap for it to come out, be funny, be engaging. Um, but yeah, Thor Love and Thunder, um, I enjoyed it. I thought I thought it was like I thought it was fun. Like I thought it was just like it was a yeah. really fun movie. It's a little it's bit like in one ear out the other. Um sure. and you know, I think it's okay for Marvel movies to kind of come out. It's 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 exciting to see a Marvel movie come out and it not just be a commercial for the next one. 
Even though I say right. that and I think about the last few Marvel movies, I'm like, eh, they don't really do that either. I feel like the yeah. Marvel shows are that now where they're just like, and this is, we're going to tell you what the next movie's going to be by the end yeah. of this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was fun. I think, you know, if Ragnarok was like the first Thor as kind of a comedian or like Thor as like a comedic entity, you know, if Ragnarok had 85% humor in it, it works 100% of the time. Whereas right. this movie is like 100% humor, 95% humor, and I think it works 75% of the time. There's a lot of jo- it's a very I think it's a okay. very funny movie. I think a lot of the jokes it land, is. but I don't think but I think cuz there's so much more humor in it, it doesn't always land yeah. for me. There are times where I was just like yeah, I don't think that's like the best. Like I don't know, I was just like I don't think that's that yeah. funny to be honest. Yeah. You know. I guess I thought like Thinking about it in those terms, I thought this had less humor in it because I felt like it it tried to do more of like some serious themes of why the villain's the way the villain is and mm-hmm. like the love story and the interpersonal dynamics between the Thors. And uh, so, I, yeah, I found it less humorous, which I don't know if that supports your theory or just like. I'm not sure if he was trying to make it less funny or just keep it keep it going. I found Ragnarok really funny. I also like yeah. felt like, you know, I love that Loki and I love the brother dynamic. I feel like that's usually the, my favorite part of Thor is like that interpersonal dynamic between yeah. Thor and Loki. So First time that, it's missing, then, right? Yeah, yeah, this is the first time it's missing and like the show was so good, but obviously it's not the same version. Yeah. Of of Loki. But uh yeah, definitely that's something to think about. And plus, you know, I loved having the Hulk in Ragnarok. That was just a lot of fun to play around yeah. with. Um and like giving us that other version of him in a film for the whole film is awesome. Before he got to be like super smarty Hulk with his glasses on. Professor <laughs> Professor Hulk. Professor Hulk, yeah. I liked him being, like, dumb, angry Hulk that liked to party with Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie. I, I liked that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, luckily we got a Plus bit Kate- more uh, dumb yeah. Hulk in uh, Endgame before it seems like dumb Hulk right. has, has been sunsetted. Right. At least that's what the and She-Hulk trailers are giving us now. Totally. And, and you know, Kate Blanchett was such a good villain in Ragnarok. And I think Christian Bale is a good villain but he's like a little more serious a little less fun maybe as a villain he's just more like you you understand why but it's like a little more brutal he's i think meant to be a little more sympathetic Mm -hmm. whereas i i didn't find kate blanchett's character as sympathetic even though you knew she had also been wronged to some extent yeah but she's like the embodiment of evil though like totally like her, her character right. is just like i'm like just a piece of shit and you're like yeah. all right cool like she's like a fun evil where you're like rooting against her is fun whereas yeah. this was sort of like this is uh, it's more serious yeah it's an interesting <laughs> contrast you know it's hard to not talk about ragnarok talking about this movie because Ragnarok yeah. is so beloved, and it's been a while since Ragnarok, you know. So right. it's it's a big deal to get another Thor. I think Kate Plus Blanchett. That was such mm-hmm. a surprise with Taika Waititi too. Like that yeah. was such a, like a new whoop. And then you you can't help but go into this one right. without trying to think about what he did in the last one. Mm-hmm. I think you know Kate 
Blanchett's character is interesting because it, it reveals why like Odin was also a piece of shit and it reveals why yeah. kind of like why we could have Ragnarok because like the entire like um, Asgard like city is almost built on blood like it's all about kind of the evils yeah. of colonialism and how we kind of right. wash it away and cover it up you know and then it, like not so it's like it's like built on blood and almost like you know in a way like an allegory for like the American empire and stuff like that, you know, it's like, or, or British. Yeah. yeah, That too, for sure. So, or like any, you know, modern place really, uh, it's built on blood. So, so Kate Blanchett is a, was an interesting, like Hela is a cool villain because it's, it's like a mirror pointed at Thor and it also justifies like, yeah, let's burn it down and start again. You know, whereas Gore, I, I think Gore and Christian Bale's performance might be like my favorite part of the movie, which is funny because it's also like devoid of any of the comedy of the film. Right. Um, yeah, it's so sad. It's so sad, but also like you have a character. It's also cool. It's very cool. And like, you know, we'll talk more about it in spoilers, but like his motivations for doing what he does is just like very well like explained and executed. And yeah, he's a, he's one of those villains, like all great villains in superhero movies where you as an audience member just kind of like, yeah, but he's like right though, right? <laughs> like I yeah. like I like kind of fuck yeah. with what that guy's saying. Totally. Um that's always a mark of a good bad guy for sure. And Gore is definitely up there. And then Christian Bale is just like bringing the heat. I think for any of the gripes I have good. with this movie, uh performances is not one of them. Like I think everyone's right. really fun. Um I would have liked to see even more Tessa Thompson. Like she's there the yeah. whole time, but I feel like she's not yeah. doing as much she's as not I'd like. As yeah, she's not as like active a participant and i think part of that is because natalie portman is in it so much and yeah that's fine mm-hmm. but yeah definitely but um yeah it's fun and then natalie yeah the return of uh jane foster natalie portman uh really really fun to see her as mighty thor and yeah i think the movie also like looks really fun you, you know you see so many people just like start dogging on Marvel movies for like special effects not looking so good in certain parts. I also think people don't uh, realize that like yeah. um, a lot of times when you're watching clips of these movies on like YouTube or on like Twitter, they're right. like really compressed. That's so true. like they don't look as good as like when they're like in the highest resolution possible on a big screen. Yeah, people um, need to chill. Also, people need to chill. Also, people need to chill. It's just like yeah, I'm sorry. The like insane space movie does not look. What, yeah. like your imagination on your itself phone to do. doesn't yeah. look as good <laughs> but yeah i think there's a lot of points where the movie looks looks really good um but yeah i think i think it's a fun movie and um but i, d- I definitely didn't leave it being like wow that was like really it didn't strike me in a way i was like wow that was like one of my favorite ones which not every movie has to be that not every marvel movie needs to be that but, yeah. um, you know, I had high expectations going into this one. I just left it because I think, like, it's its tone is very goofy at times. And I think, like, the goofiness is fine. But I just feel like there wasn't, like, a proper kind of, like, counterweight to it. Okay. You know, I felt like if, if you need kind of, like, a balance in a movie like that, like, I think the movie is a little bit, like, tonally extreme, which, like... Thor doing really goofy stuff, everyone having a good time, everyone laughing, and then Gore coming in there and being just like, like almost like fucked up dude ever, and like yeah. so serious. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of I think maybe where I'm having you know some some minor issues with the film. I will say, you know, 
I totally agree with you that it's I didn't leave it being like this is my favorite you know Marvel or my favorite Thor movie ever but I will say that I think this was one of my favorite Chris Hemsworth as Thor performances so I would say the these last two films Ragnarok included I I love the way that Chris Hemsworth has sort of morphed Thor into like more of a lovable dude and being flawed emotionally or, you know, you know, mentally intelligence wise, not getting things or just like embracing the goofiness. So I did like his performance as one of my top Thor performances because it kind of shows him having like midlife crisis or crisis of like, not knowing if what he's doing is what he really wants to be doing and like trying to reevaluate his motivations mm-hmm. and just like his funny interactions with all these other characters with, you know, members of the guardians of the galaxy and, and seeing Tessa Thompson again and seeing Natalie Portman, uh, Jane Foster again, and just like his friendship with Korg, like all those things are just fun. You could tell he was having a really good time doing it. Yeah. So I feel like that shines through. Even though maybe like the film overall isn't my favorite ever, but yeah. yeah. So bravo to Chris Hemsworth. I hope you know. I don't know how long he's going to keep doing this, but I'm enjoying it. I mean, Thor. <laughs> Thor will return. Um, yeah. But what does that? But what does that mean? We'll talk about it. Uh, yeah. I think. Yeah, I, I really I like his performance. I mean, he always is, especially since Thor as a character in the MCU has pivoted more comedically he always brings it you know he always brings the heat so i think i think what i would have liked more that they kind of hinted at in the beginning of the movie you know they're like they're selling you on like thor is a tragic character like he's lost so Uh, much in his time in the mcu and then like you know I, i almost the trailers kind of made me think that he was maybe on a journey to pacifism perhaps right and i was kind of like into like what that journey could have been or into him just kind of like trying to be more peaceful or trying to be more zen or trying to wrestle with like the losses he's endured like so much so and like i guess it's a little too similar to what you see him in um endgame where he's like rock bottom where like the way he deals with it is that he like suppresses it um but like you know seeing him like uh as like Zen Thor and like have like the robes on like before he does that like fight with the Guardians really of the Galaxy. Fun. Yeah, it's like yeah. I think you know maybe I, I could have seen more of that. I just I just think like the movie is just a bit like uneven. It's just like very like loaded in it's like comedic energy and it's like wistfulness, which I think like it works for what the movie they're trying to make is. I guess I just like was more curious to see. Thor with a bit more texture and even with the inclusion of Jane Foster and like the the love of it all the the love right. and the love and thunder like uh, gods wrestling with this concept um i i think i think we could have even gotten like more in in that but it's a hard thing i i i'm struggling to like is there's like there's like something about the movie that just like wasn't fully satisfying to me and i'm trying to figure that out you know i left it just being like fun but not i wasn't like it's like eating a it's like smoking a light cigarette you're like i did it like i smoked a (laughs) cigarette but like it's it wasn't enough (laughs) it tricked me 
Like a uh, low-fat mozzarella cheese. Like low-fat mozzarella cheese. You're like, yeah, like, no, not, I ate the whole thing of it. You're but. like, yeah, it was okay. The string cheese is okay, but it's not good as as good as the yeah. full fat. It seems like I, they, they replaced some of the fun in this cheese. <laughs> yeah, with, with water. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I probably, you know, like I'm the only films that I can think of like immediately that sort of remind me of that is like if, you know, having Luke Skywalker – be exiled and not wanting to fight and then that kind of mentality of maybe it would have been fun to see thor a little bit more pacifist for longer and then like what would push him to, to fight come again. back yeah. and fight exactly yeah to return to that and maybe that be your third act versus that be pretty early on in the film so very, yeah. yeah very very early very on, early on. <laughs> yeah very early on <laughs> almost immediately yeah but I guess that that transition was meant to have happened off screen and we just get like sort of a montage narrated by Korg, which is still fun. Great time. But like, yeah. you know, dad bod to god bod. I'm into it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm into it as well. And like, you know, we're, we won't spoil it, but like the, the, as much as like this doesn't really push the overall MCU forward, it does push Thor's story forward. And when we leave Thor totally. at the end of this movie, I'm very excited about that because it's because it is different you know and i think that's the thing like thor is like he can be the most fun one note character ever right where he's just like you know like a silly chad like that's like and he and he nails that 100 percent. but you always want you want more uh out of thor and i think (laughs) and i think like you know where they position him by the end of this movie it's like oh that's like an unexpected place to to leave him, and I want to I want to see right. that explored more because that's yeah. really cool. So like Very you know cool. the 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 destination is is worth the journey. Um, and when we get I think more into spoilers, like I'll sound a little bit hotter on the movie because there are like specific moments that I thought were great and I really enjoyed oh, it. Totally. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely like. I just kind of left it being like, yeah, it like. I just kind of wanted more, and maybe just like you know there wasn't the same amount of like. Uh, backlog Marvel cast for him to like interact and bounce off of you know so that like maybe hit that way and at the end of the day like you know Ragnarok I feel like really beautifully wove in like the bigger stakes of the MCU with like the stakes of Thor you know like to leave leave that movie and like Asgard just like destroyed and like half its people gone and then it like it just feels like such a complete Thor movie, and then it so eloquently like does lead into like the first scene of Infinity War, like right. That's good stuff right there. So you know you can't really expect good. that every time, but right. Ragnarok really is good. just a. I think I think if anything, this movie just shows that Ragnarok it really is a special little movie to me. You yeah, know? little lightning in a bottle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, good, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little thunder in the bottle. <laughs> yeah, gotta use it. Gotta use it. Yeah. Um, do you, do you have any spoiler free impressions before we take a break and go into the spoiler zone? I think I'm good, but I yeah, I, I say I say go see this in the theater. I think it's a lot of fun and more fun on the big screen than Disney Plus in your house eventually. So yeah. Yeah. I mean they don't release comedy movies that much anymore. So right. in terms of like a summer comedy to watch. Yeah. This is great. Like it's a great funny movie, you know. I was laughing yeah. a lot during it. Yeah. Um and 
and just go to see Gore. Uh, Christian Bale's Gore is so cool. <laughs> like I think he's I think he's that's such a cool, cool character. Um, he's such just, a like post post buffed up Batman. Christian Bale is such like a weird, getting older, skinny kind of like wiry, scrappy dude. Like yeah. I kind of love it. <laughs> yeah, and his I, I'm excited to talk more to talk more gore because I he yes. he ebbs and flows his character in, in interesting ways, and I'm yeah excited to explore he was, that. He was scary. He was scary. He's a good. He was a good bad guy. I uh, yeah. I wish we could see more, but I don't think we will. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's spoil. I guess. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? So we are going to take a quick break. We'll come back with spoilers for Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, but yeah, go, go check it out. Like, don't, don't listen to all the haters online either. Like, it's a fun, it's a fun movie, you know? Yeah, just go see it. Make your own decision. Hell yeah. All right, so we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Mike Burge popping in here real quick to let you know about our brand new advertiser, Sun Common. These guys are absolutely great. Suncommon is one of those businesses that I am just so proud to have the StoryScreen brand associated with. They supported us through advertising last year at StoryScreen Drive-In in the midst of the pandemic, and that really helped us to be able to get things started and going over there. And ever since then, they have been just a fantastic business to be partnered with in just about anything that we do. But what is Suncommon? Well, Suncommon is your local clean energy partner, and it's got over 15 years of solar experience across the Capital District, Hudson Valley, and Vermont. They are awesome. Suncommon is a certified B Corp that believes people and planet are the foundation of vibrant communities. They offer custom engineered solar installations for homes, farms, and businesses, as well as unique products like the Solar Canopy and Tesla Powerwall. They're fantastic. The customer service is out of control good. And speaking as someone who has to deal with the customer service at Fandango all the time, these guys are above and beyond comparatively. No, you know, no low shots to Fandango here. Just like, you know, there's room for improvement. Everybody can improve. But back to Sun Common. Sun Common is a nicer duh, N-Y-S-E-R-D-A, pronounced nicer duh, gold quality solar installer, which means they exceed annual quality assurance criteria and consistently provide top tier performance. They offer affordable financing options designed to fit any individual's needs for getting that good old solar power energy installed in a business, a home. Honestly, you name it, I think that they can pretty much pull it off. These guys, you know, they they can help. They they guide customers through each step of the solar journey, which can be a kind of uh, hard one to really wrap your brain around if you're not too familiar with how it goes. But they're so good at helping you understand exactly what needs to happen, what can happen, and what will happen when you hire Suncommon to do these kinds of things. Suncommon makes saving money while saving the planet the easiest home improvement decision you'll make this year, any year, whenever. So if you're ready to build a brighter future, get in touch with Suncommon today. Visit suncommon.com to learn more. That's suncommon, S-U-N-C-O-M-M-O-N.com. And you can learn more and build a brighter future starting 
right now. Let's get back to the episode. And we're back with spoilies for <laughs> Thor, Love, and Thunder. We're going to spoil it, so, you know, get get the Lots fuck out spoils. now. Lots of spoilers. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite running gag of the movie is the jealousy between the two weapons of oh. Stormbreaker and the hammer. I thought that was really I, I, funny. I loved that. I thought you were going to talk about the goats, but... The go- I- <laughs> <laughs> because I was the goats are the goat. How, the goats are the goat. <laughs> I laughed like every time. Like I, you would expect that to get old, but I still laughed every time. It's so funny. It, it's just <laughs> so funny. But I definitely love the like jealous child relationship of the weapons and like him trying to call Mjolnir back and then the, the axe showing up. Just like up coming out of frame like, into the... Yeah, <laughs> and him being like, oh, I, I was calling you. And it's just so good. Every time like, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, and like him pouring a beer over him when he's like pulling the, the ship and all that. Yeah. So, oh, man. It is really good. I I did really enjoy that. And I, I just didn't even think about how much he actually talks to his weapons. Like they're people and they're his friend so it's kind of awesome (laughs) and i think it like it deals with you know ragnarok deals um with molyner milner being destroyed um (laughs) but like you know to treat it kind of like the same way to have like him losing his hammer as the same way as losing his girlfriend to kind of really link the two and for them to both show up at the same time i think is like a stroke of brilliance i think that's like a really smart way to kind of to do that, that's really that's really cool. Um, Such a gut punch for his character, and it's so good. <laughs> yeah, and it's like super effective for him to be like, "Oh, right. my hammer's back," and then to be like, "Oh, and so is Jake? my ex girlfriend." Yeah. <laughs> um, Natalie Portman's a lot of fun. She also, you know, in the same way that Thor from Thor One has been goofified. <laughs> it's yeah, funny that I, Jane Foster has also been like goofified as well. I kind of love that because I think like she was kind of just like a a geek, like a nerd in the early Thors. And I was always like, what's wrong with her? But then I was just like, oh, she's goofy and she's supposed to be a science nerd. And I'm glad they kept that going. Like they, I love that they made her awkward and like she's trying to come up with her own catchphrases and they're not very good. Yeah. I just, I love all of that. Like, I love her being still, like, pretty, like, getting excited and talking to Thor about it and being like, well, that was my first bad guy, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was all very effective, and yeah, yeah, I like that as well. And just made her more, like, just a lot more charming, where I think one of the problems with the first Thor movie is that, like, none of the, in my humble opinion, none of the characters have that much charm. Yeah, you know, because even like Thor's like pretty boy, but he's like charmless because he's like a he's like an arrogant child in that movie. Right? Yeah, he's arrogant. He's very arrogant. Yeah. And I think that's like the whole arc of his character, and I love that you know the change of seeing him now. And I I feel like even uh, I always forget her character's name, Kat Dennings' character. Oh, uh, I forget her name too. Ba, 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 me too. I forget, but like I feel like it. <laughs> I feel like it took WandaVision for me to really like her again because I used to just find her super annoying. Yeah, her character. <laughs> like, like well, she's I like the she's annoying little be... sister almost. Yeah, like, she's yeah. supposed to be the comic relief, but I'm also like, man, just stop. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I definitely enjoyed 
Natalie Portman's, you know, Jodie Foster, Jane Fonda, <laughs> Doctor yeah, that- Jane Foster. <laughs> you know, so I I enjoyed her a lot in this, and I and I liked seeing the like the I really enjoyed the backstory where they showed them dating because I felt like that's sort of what was missing from those early films. Yeah, you don't really get like, that at all. Yeah, it's like fun to see them being goofy together and liking each other's company and like trying to imagine aside from Thor being this hunk god why she might like him mm-hmm. so you know I, I I enjoyed all that like having them in their Halloween costumes and like cooking and doing silly stuff like you were like oh this is great this yeah they like real... each other yeah yeah they like each other and then like their breakup you're like this is a real relationship mm-hmm. things things got stale and they weren't communicating you right. know it's just like yeah. <laughs> so I, I found that really enjoyable and like more relatable that that was like watching some kind of romantic comedy, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what this movie is getting compared to a lot is that it is a romantic comedy, kind of first and foremost. Like that's like really the genre it falls yeah. into, and I think that's like pretty fair to say. I mean, the movie is really, you know, I, when you see Love and Thunder in the trailers like a few months ago, and you're like, oh, yeah, he loves jane foster and that's what the movie's gonna be about or it's just kind of like a cool it's a really cool name but then to see you know how the whole movie really is based around love you know from kind of like every facet like every character is concerned about love is is uh i think it's like a solid writing choice like it's a really cool like you know like thematic core like it's a good beating heart for the for the movie that i think is like pretty effective um i liked that one scene of like him talking to mjolnir and being like i need you to look out for her and that kind of being the callback of like maybe why jane she's able able. to do it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool yeah i think that's that is very cool like little retcon to put in there to make it you know or i'm not sure if that actually happened in one of the movies i don't remember but um yeah and then uh you know you have Gore, which is this character who has like truly lost something he loved, yes. and to see how that affects someone, um, I, and, like, I think to that to be the... betrayed by his devotion to the gods, exactly like, his like love thinking for that he'll mm-hmm. be rewarded for all this strife, and then it's just like laughed at and in his face. There's a I, I really only know this because I took a and it's probably come up on this podcast a few times, but I took a literary analysis of the Bible class where we Ooh. we read the Bible as a piece of literature so it was like yeah. you know like there was no like talking about religion in the class it was only talking about yeah. like we were analyzing the book as a piece of fiction because right. that's what it is so because <laughs> sorry i also took like a, a literary criticism class where it was like you had to read the bible so that you could understand the references to it and all oh, these other word. works so you're like oh they're making this reference to so this thing in the yeah. bible and you're like oh i get it now. <clears throat> and yeah. we we read the i think it's the it's like it was like a direct hebrew translation so none of like the king james the ones where they're really ah. just like starting to get weird with the interpretation yeah. in quotes um <laughs> but long story short uh there's a book in the bible which is like the book of job and job is this guy who he is basically God and Satan are playing a little test with him where God's just like, you, I, I'm going to fuck this guy over so hard. 
I'm going to ruin his goddamn life and he's still going to love me by the end of it. And he like kills this dude's family, fucks up his skin, like gives him like leprosy or some shit. It's been been a while since I've taken the class, so like don't don't come after me and wherever you can comment on this. I'm paraphrasing (laughs) and talking a little bit out of my ass. But the long story short, it's like he tests this character and then by the end, I think Job's about to kind of like renounce God and God comes down and he's just like, bro, I still do so much shit for you. Don't come at me. Like, fuck off. So I thought that this character of Gore was almost like an interesting, whether it's intentional or not, the way I thought about it was kind of like, what if you have a character like Job who is being tested by the gods, yeah. but instead he said, like, fuck the test. Right. And he had the power to kill these gods afterwards. They had the power to kill God. You yeah. Know? I mean, it, it definitely has a lot of relations to Greek and Roman mythology, too, just mm-hmm. like with, with characters like that, where it's like either a demigod or a human mortal trying to fight back because they worship certain things and the gods are just kind of like oh, these people entertain me they're for my amusement i can just make them do whatever yeah you know? so it is really interesting to see that exactly like that that mythology of like oh what if they had a weapon that made them strong enough to fight back it's pretty baller yeah this this uh Movie also, I only saw, I I read and only saw the first season of American Gods, but when they're like oh. at the like the place where Zeus is, yeah, it reminded me a lot. Have you ever did you see watch American Gods? D? Yeah, I've I've read American Gods and then I did watch the first season. I didn't go back to it. Yeah, I, I didn't. It was fun. the movie or the show was yeah. was fun. yeah. It was all right. It was the, cool. Yeah. I, I do like that book really well. So it is kind of a cool premise. And yeah, it, there's a lot lot in there to try and remember with all of the you know various gods so it's kind of like but yeah seeing them kind of actualized in this world and and a little bit i I think i read an article that like the moon knight creators and taika watiti like kind of collaborated on what these kind of realms should look like and yeah what gods would be wearing stuff like that which makes it you know because uh moon knight deals a lot with that as well yeah, it's a lot of fun. I really like the way they handle some of that in Moon Knight for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah, I really, I really like Gore. I also like like the way he fights. Uh, I think my favorite sequence in the movie is when they're on that planet where oh, everything's like black and white, devoid of color. It's so, so cool. cool. Yeah, it's so. I felt like like his character design and even before he becomes this god killer, he's like very. Um, like he's burned, he's dehydrated, he's like his skin is already marked mm-hmm. and he's got like tattoos and stuff. And then to like switch him to now he's like the real villain and his mouth is just like black, like his yeah, teeth he's, like, are the crazy scary. Teeth and like, stuff. Oh man, like he is like a legit horror villain, which I loved. I thought that was great. So yeah, putting yeah. them all in that like planet area devoid of color like shadows and then it really amplified when a character like jane is becoming the mighty thor and then there is like little pops of color or like little highlights it just made it that much cooler i thought when they were fighting yeah apparently the special effects used for that sequence was also like if you remember in ragnarok the flashback of um uh valkyrie losing that battle and it was like all the apparently it's the the same, like, it's, like, 
some weird tech from like NASA or something about like I I watched oh, the wow. shout okay. out to new rock stars and EA Voss for the video EA East, Voss. the Easter yeah. egg work that they do and they <laughs> they talk a lot in their breakdown of Thor they talk about that specifically so if you want more info or a jumping off point go watch that video but uh yeah I'll they watch use that later yeah and it's <laughs> and it's great but yeah they use a very like similar type of technology for those scenes which uh is cool because i think that's like one of the best sequences in ragnarok yeah, as well and it, it seems yeah. that they they kind of took it to the next level in this movie and it looks crazy very cool yeah i thought like visually them fighting too like and and using that lightning bolt and just like the way that looked it was yeah. very cool um i also really like the fight that thor has uh after he throws his thunderbolt at zeus Oh, yeah. And they're, like, whipping through all those, like, gold guys. And also, like, they're, like, yes. shooting, like, gold out of their bodies. Cause it's, like, this is kind of, like, quote-unquote, the goriest scene you can kind of get. Because they're yeah. not shooting blood out. And it, looked, it was just, like, this they're looks not. cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love, like, crazy mob boss Italian accent Zeus, Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah, he had some acts. I don't know. <laughs> just like he's, really... he's like more like eastern european like romanian oh man God. yeah i don't know but i was just i was cracking up i it was not what i expected he was so goofy he's so i goofy. enjoyed it it was goofy i thought it was gonna turn me off but then i was like actually this is really fun um and i and i did enjoy that so I yeah thought that was pretty good i love seeing all of the like other types of gods like you said like the the like kawaii cute like little whatever that was like mm-hmm. look like a, a bun or something like that just like all the different gods were pretty great yeah um and yeah i just it was i felt like korg was a lot of fun like even though he got quote unquote like destroyed that he survived and and that was pretty great i when they when they killed him uh, i was watching with claire and she was like aghast she was like oh yeah but she likes the big like you know when we saw suicide squad when she, when she thought uh king shark was gonna die yes i thought full mental mental breakdown about to happen i was like she it's over for her she's done i was actually really worried that they were gonna kill valkyrie like i thought when tessa thompson gets stabbed i thought that they were gonna make that yeah. like a sad a sad death but then i was like thor's already lost so many people and they already show that like jane has cancer so i without getting to like the end of the movie i i was already sort of like she might not survive even though she she might survive this movie if she has cancer eventually it's gonna get her you know so yeah i was surprised that they actually did kill her off in this movie but yeah but not not quite well again more more to talk about yeah at that point but she's um, dead she's dead but he may be able to see her again someday true yeah the rules of valhalla are are unclear we've never been there yeah. in the movies yet yeah. so we'll see no one's no one's ever really gone no one's that's ever that's really something gone. to keep in mind <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i love we got a lot more korg this movie a lot of korg he's great korg was directing the movie so korg's directing the movie korg. it's funny to have him telling the story of thor and he's also it. taika with tt that's all that's a lot i love of fun. it yeah, I love, uh, I think I watched like a brief interview and they were sort of like, so why'd you make Korg have a Kiwi accent? And he was just sort of like, because I'm lazy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think it was it was him on Stephen Colbert and Stephen Colbert was like, yeah, why did, why'd you make Korg have a Kiwi accent? And I'm pretty sure Taika was just like, well, you yeah, know, well, you know. Ah, just, I'm kind of lazy. I didn't want to have to do another accent. I don't blame him. Uh, which I totally, I don't yeah. blame him. I think yeah, it's great. Yeah, sounds about right. 
Um, <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a lot of fun. Um, I yeah, would have kid, liked a little more Tessa Thompson, like you said. Yeah, I think that she's a little bit. I just think you know, there's a lot going on, and the movie's a lot more concerned with Thor and Jane Foster's relationship. That like, sure, you can't sure. give Tessa Thompson too, too much, much to do, unfortunately. Yeah, and it kind of dealt with like the aspect of like she became king, and maybe king is a little boring and more like she's stuck in a lot of meetings and hearing yeah. a lot of complaints. And then she's actually really pumped to get back out and have some battles and do some and it, stuff. And yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. But, uh, I think the, uh, the end credit scenes are very interesting. Um, sure. We get, uh, what's his, what's, what's uh, his character in, uh, Ted Lasso? Oh man. Roy. I love, Roy Kent. Roy Kent. He's, here. Roy Kent He's there. As, uh, He's every fucking where. Roy Kent. Yeah, Brett Goldstein. He's awesome. Yeah, I was like, that is such an interesting pull for that yeah. character. And I'm I'm into it. I love that guy. He He's so funny. He has such a distinct, funny voice. And yes. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah that was like, uh that was a cameo I was not expecting. I was like, no, that's, that's I wasn't crazy. either. I wasn't either, but um yeah, I really did enjoy. I didn't think that they were going to have the after credit scene with Jane Foster. I kind of thought, you know, she dies and then she twinkles away gold dust style like Odin did. Yeah, in you, don't Ragnarok. See, you don't see Odin again, so. You don't. So yeah. I was kind of assuming like, oh, well, she twinkled away. So I think she must have made it to Valhalla, you know, and that was kind of cool. So I guess, you know, we got to see her looking healthy in her human-y form. After not, life form. Yeah, yeah, her hair was dark. It wasn't blonde, flowing like a lady, you know, lady version of the mighty Thor. So, yeah. do we do we think that? So they say Thor returns. Yeah, and I think the implication is like perhaps both will return. You know, the movie the movie know. goes to. I feel like the movie goes to great lengths to be like she is Thor as well, right? Yeah, you know. So, yeah, I wonder, I, I feel like it's not the last we'll see of Jane Foster, and I think we will yeah. return to Valhalla, but I wonder, like, kind of in what capacity we'll go back sure. to it, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I kind of, like, his, you know, I feel like they kind of always played around with, too, like, it's sort of like being able to see the dead Jedi, you know, like, it, yeah. they, they could potentially see spirits and be guided by people that are gone, that are in Valhalla, but then you're also kind of like, well, it's not a guarantee that they're going to be a main character, but they could be, you know, space ghost coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, we've seen a lot of afterlife realms in the MCU. We've seen kind of where um, yeah. the Black Panther realm is, where like right. the dead kings go. We've seen it in Moon Knight now. Yeah. Um, we've seen kind of like these... In between spirit realms, like Thanos when he's sacrificing Gamora, getting the Soul Stone, or um, where Eternity sits in this movie. So, you know, there's a lot of, like, realms and ways to cross into realms. So I wonder, sure. you know, I, 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 my theory is that it's not, you know, I, I feel like we'll see, we'll see uh, Jane Foster picking up the hammer. Also, where did the hammer, oh, no, I remember. They, uh, they have it at the oh, end. The they have the like, oh, where did it end up? Yeah, know, but or, then I, I remembered yeah. where it was. 
Yeah, the reveal. Yes. I, I, th- I found that interesting too. Like, I didn't realize that by bringing back Gore's child that she was going to have the power of gods also. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, she and has then, like the cosmic eternity power. Yeah. And Do then you know that have... that is Chris Hemsworth's daughter? Oh, really? That's her, That's his actual daughter, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I noticed that's it in the credits, cool. and then I looked it up. I was like, "That's crazy," and that love you know is I... uh, is is a character from the comics. Like, love is oh. one of the entities, and so lo- love is a literal character. And that's a fun reveal that that's like kind of been in the title all along. I you know? like assumed it was gonna be Taika Waititi's daughter for some reason. I think I was all just... all of their kids, like Natalie Portman's, Chris Hemsworth, yeah. and Christian Bale's kids, are all in the movie. Really? Yeah, that's, that's another. Really cool. You gotta watch the uh, the Easter egg breakdown on New Rock Stars because they talk about that. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's a lot of fun. Like I, I definitely liked the aspect of that he wanted to become a dad. Like that he thought about that with with Jane Foster, and that he wanted to have his own family. And I think, you know, that's like a cool thing to play around with with his struggles with Loki as his brother and like yeah. his dad and how much he loves his mom and I love when they go back in Endgame and he gets to talk to his mom when he's mm-hmm. sad like I love that scene um, so I think it's really fun to kind of see him play around with the like what did he call him he was like pan flaps for the making oh, pancakes yeah, yeah. And, stuff, like, and like <laughs> helping her them. put her put her boots on and all that fun stuff you know just like like actual parent shenanigans yeah i would watch so much of that yeah and that's why i think it's a very interesting place to leave that character that we have that that is that is new you know it's like okay like that is like where the movie ends up it's like yeah it doesn't like you know tell you if they're fighting the x-men in the next movie or some shit but like you know it is a it's like that's a really cool place to leave thor because it's unexpected i never would have thought we'd see dad thor right you know, and uh, even in that last tip at the end, like that's some of my favorite like moments of the movie. It's just like, oh, this is right. like, really, this is like really good. Like I like, I like. This and it's pretty wild that he has her with Stormbreaker. Yeah, the giant ass axe. It's almost <laughs> the size of the child, it's very and funny. then he's going back to using, you know, reformed Mjolnir. So that's yeah. kind of cool. And it seems like um, they're like, um, you know, they're in their own little ship flying around like they're kind of on their they're on their own adventure so yeah i wonder like what capacity we'll see thor again do we see him in like whatever the next big marvel team-up movie is do we see a thor five i don't know i wonder like so one this is maybe not like a criticism but i thought we were going to have more guardians of the galaxy in this very brief very brief. They're very brief. Yeah. And so I wonder if maybe they'll have a brief Thor in the next Guardians. I feel like that could be really fun if they did do that. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to be in there as a major character, but maybe they at some point could come across him and his, you know, new adopted daughter mm-hmm. and check that out. I mean, because that would be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I think we're still two years out from Guardians 3. So maybe that's good then. Yeah, no, maybe, could be. maybe that could happen. James that or um, listen think, up. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> I think though. Yeah, I think that they are starting Guardians three shooting soon, or already just started. Yeah. But I think they already made the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special that he's talked a lot about. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Thor in that as well. I would. I would enjoy that. Yeah, because I really maybe wanted a Santa little Claus. more. Mm-hmm. Oh, Santa Thor. Yeah, Santa I Thor would be like, good. 
I'd like a little bit more Peter Quill Thor interaction. I find that very entertaining, you know. So yeah, I think I agree with you, but it's it seems like a lot of their beef was squashed by the time we see him in this movie. So it's like, all right, yeah. maybe maybe that that juice has been squeezed, you know? Yeah. yeah. But uh, them being antag- antagonistic in uh, which one is that? Oh, Infinity War. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a lot it's of great. Fun. Yeah, so good. It's very good. <laughs> Because I think you had the motivation of Gamora like thinking that he was hot, and the other, yeah. the rest of the team responding to him naturally as a leader, and like mm-hmm. Peter, you know. Whereas like Peter Quill feels insecure his, in his leadership. He feels insecure, yeah. yeah, and they're his family, so that gets more cemented after the events of losing Gamora. I feel right. like they they are like, yes, we're family. So um, I do like that, and I I do love like just all the funny quips of, of various stuff, but. Yeah, we'll have to see. But yeah. uh, what did you feel about just like any other Mighty Thor, Jane Foster thoughts? Like I thought that the way that they showed her picking up the hammer and like the progression of her getting sick and stuff like that, I, f- I found that pretty cool. Yeah, like, it was pretty true to what I understand from the comics as well. Yeah. Like pretty much like identical to that, which I was like. I was like, oh, that's cool that they stuck to that kind of like yeah. formula. I also, I really like that the hammer um, could still break apart. That was very I cool. I thought that was like a really like that. surprising touch. I was like, that's a good idea. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I like the way that she kind of like absorbs the black blade and then like zaps it to destroy it towards the end of the movie, you know, yeah. like, um, and just like how powerful she is too. Like, I think that's like really cool to see. Um, but yeah, but it I is think- cool to see it like weaken her too, because then like I think it helped that it flashed occasionally to her being just human and sick again, and right. like, maybe more sick than last time. I think that was cool. Um, yeah, and I liked and I think- that she still wanted to be involved and was kind of like mad at him for trying to, in theory, protect her. But like she was like, "You're going to do this without me." Like I, I think that that was also like a cool argument to have. And her just taking kind of like control over her last remaining yeah. time, you know, and, yeah. it, and it being like, you know, am I here for a, a long time or a good time when you have cancer? Right. It's like, and I think yeah. you see a lot of people who do have cancer, like, and maybe have like pretty late stages of cancer kind of deal with that. We're like, well, am I going to go through like all this, you know, chemo and stuff just to have the same result and spend my last right. time here being really fucking sick or do I just kind of like let what happens happens right and uh you know I'm not here to make to say to comment on on either because I think whatever people want to do they want to do um but I do think the movie um pretty eloquently in a Marvel superhero way tackles that yeah uh, idea pretty good you it's know? cool to have like that argument of of your own mortality up against a character like thor who's a god yeah and just kind of show like he has to consider all of this because now it's like really affecting him finally whereas yeah. before he hasn't really thought very much about it at all mm-hmm. so yeah yeah well cool. d do you have anything else to say about thor love and thunder uh just that the yeah the goats the goats are the goats (laughs) they're so good yeah i just thought they were pretty great and i i did in that same uh stephen colbert interview i think 
Taika Waititi said like that the goats pulling the ship is like directly from Norse mythology. So yes. he's like, he's like some of the weirdest shit is actually based on real myth. So yeah, I'm like, that's pretty awesome. It is. It is very cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, D, thank you for joining me on this Thor journey. Thanks for having me. Of course. We are not the only podcast on StoryScreen. StoryScreenBeacon.com is a host of many podcasts, articles, and reviews. So head over to our website to check out all the amazing content that we do. Sign up for our uh, members-only page where we have more exclusive content. Uh, We're going to have some changes to both the format of Hot Takes. Not the format of Hot Takes. Hot Takes is going to be the same, but... Who hosts it? I'm going to be opening up the hosting chair soon. So I'll be doing more guesting and we'll have more uh, varied hosts hosting the show. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to be starting a new podcast next month uh, and I'll be announcing more about that on social media in the coming weeks. I think that's going to be pretty cool. I hope people like it. Uh, And yeah, we are also working on moving our subscription service to Patreon not too much to say about that at the moment, but for anyone who's curious, we're trying to do that in a way that also lets people who are subscribed to our members-only service maintain their subscriptions um, and honor those. So we're and working get, on some and get fun more stuff. More fun perks. More fun perks. Yeah. So we're yeah. you know we're working on some stuff. I'm very enthusiastic about our future. But the best way to support us is to check out our content. Even cl- just click on it, check it out, let us know if you like it. Talk to us on social media, and don't forget to go to the Story Screen Beacon Theater located in Beacon, New York, where showtimes are on Fandango or our website. So please do all that stuff if you uh, if you like me. If you like a little, <laughs> if you like a little guy like me, just do that. Uh, D, anything else? I think I'm good. All right. Well, until next time, peace. Bye.